episode, what is this now, six? We're on five, I think. We're on five. The show's on six. And uh, I got to be honest, I'm pissed off, August. This I'm one, heated, Cole. This one didn't go down easy at all. This mm-hmm. one kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Nothing I wanted to happen happened, and it got me upset about COVID, which I didn't even know <laughs> was possible at this point in 2022. Coronavirus took so many things from us. Uh, it took away that Jazz versus Thunder game in 2020. It uh, took away... An entire senior year of college. Entire senior year of college. Um, I would have loved to um, go and celebrate the commencement of Matt Satilli and many other members of the class of 2020. Didn't happen. I had to wear stuff on my face for a while. And now Logan is gone too. My favorite character on this (laughs) season of The Bachelorettes. Dude, COVID took another victim today. Logan inexplicably in the year of our lord 2022 got basically killed by coronavirus logan who played the beautiful game in the beautiful way not baseball no talking to two women yes and being on both teams at some point in this season and just kind of navigating the villain anti-hero role he was first team rachel kissed both gabby and rachel in the mansion they won Day one, he kissed two of them. You realize that, like, Ethan kissed one of them week five. And Logan Logan was just putting down a master class, man, from day one. And a sympathetic character the entire time. They, I mean, basically set him up to be the next Bachelor. I mean, that's the only positive that can come of this thing. So, for those of you who didn't watch the episode, this same guy who often wears turtlenecks and, uh, you know, gold chains. An Andy Samberg-style guy. Yeah. Cute as hell, if I might say so myself. Look, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to just call it like I see it, Cole. <laughs> he's, he's a chill guy, and, uh, you know, I think he came off great. You're a buyer. I'm buying Logan stock. I've been a buyer all season, but... Basically, Jesse comes into uh, Gabby's room while she's getting ready for the cocktail party that night and says, I have some news about Logan. You're going to want to hear this. And I'm thinking, like, my mind is racing at that point. Right. He, Logan's been the center of pretty much everything interesting in this show for the last three weeks. I was like, is he going back to Team Rachel? Is this like a... I don't know, an external, like, family health situation. Yeah, are him and Rambo going hunting? (laughs) Yeah, is Rambo the dog back as, like, a sympathetic uh, figure here? No, no. Jesse sits Gabby down and says, Logan has contracted COVID. He will not be joining us on this journey tonight. Or for the re- remainder of the season, or whatever he says. He didn't, even, he didn't even confirm that he was out for the rest of the season in the little one-on-one with Gabby. He left the door open just enough until the rose ceremony when Gabby walks out with only three roses, meaning that she's only bringing three guys to hometowns. Logan, the, the people's most interesting guy, like the, the main character, if there was a main character of this season... Is now gone. I think in episode three, I literally said the bachelor now has three main characters. It's Gabby, it's Rachel, and it's Logan. Nobody played this game better than him. Yeah. 
It's a shame. I was rooting for him as kind of an anti-hero. I was hoping that they would, like, I don't know, fucking set up a screen with his face on it, like the people who can't make it to the desk on the sports debate shows. Dude, you know? yeah, man. It's television. You can't fake it for television? You're telling me that you have a cruise ship with 900 freaking bedrooms on it, you can't just stash him in a bedroom? You can't, like, stop filming for five days until Logan produces a negative test. Like, you have a, probably a crazy budget. What are you on, ABC, The Bachelorette? And by the way, do you want to talk about some of the Logan replacements? Because, uh, you know, I don't want to be too harsh on all these guys, but you look at the totality of the Gabby crew, and it is desolate. Desolate in terms of interesting and fun guys. Yeah, so we have Jason, the investment banker who's shy and quiet. Yes. Erich. Jason's literally the highlight of the three, in my opinion. He's like a sensitive, quiet guy. Not a, you know, not a, doesn't pop on the screen, man. I don't know. It seems like a little, calling Jason a highlight in any regards. That's how bleak it is. Because Erich, Erich coming out of episode one, we were like, yeah, this guy is front-runner material. Him and Logan, we called the both of them our lover boys. And I haven't seen a single Eric moment since then. I haven't seen anything that I've been, like, excited by or interested in. He's just, he's been walking around with his stupid haircut. I can't stand his haircut, Cole. Dude, it's like a curly mullet that doesn't even have enough confidence to be a mullet. It sucks. Yeah, if it was a mullet, like, and they talked about it on the show, there was a cutaway of him, like, saying, like, oh, me and my mullet. <laughs> no, he just has bad hair. Yeah, it just On a is... show with people who have, like, the back of their necks, like, I, my, even right. the day after I get a haircut, the back of my neck isn't looking that clean as the rest of these fellas' back, backs of their necks, you Bro, know? The edges of Meatball's beard were better taken care of than the entirety of Eric's head. Tino's forehead, it was so well <laughs> lubricated, and Erich can't find a way to cut off the rat tail? Mm-hmm. Tino was a greasy man. Greasy, greasy guy. I don't want to delve into stereotypes, but man, oh man, if you're an Italian guy on television, you, you, better, not be, you better not be reinforcing that greasy stereotype. Tino is slippery. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Just a a slippery man. <laughs> like, you you dab a paper towel on his forehead, that paper towel's coming back clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the producers went up to Tina this episode, and they're like, hey, uh, the drama so far has been like a wholesome breakup with Nate, uh, a COVID situation. In they filmed it what winter of 2022? Come on, yeah. Man. And they went up to Tino and they said, "All right, we need something else. Can you freak out right now about yeah. not getting the rose, even though you're Tino, clearly you, going through instead of Ethan?" Tino, could you drum up some horseshit for Rachel? Because right now Rachel's crew is all handling everything really normally. Like they're all rolling with the punches like crazy, and they're all really chill. Can you freak out that? For once, you didn't get the rose. We need you to freak out, go in the hallway, and throw a, a little hissy fit so Ethan can say, Wow, Tino's being a baby back bitch right now. <laughs> Did you hear him say that? Yeah, man. A was... baby back bitch? Honestly, dude, that was huh? a great parting shot from Ethan. 
Huh? <laughs> is Ethan going to get our final who of the season? We we all know. Who we Ethan knew who is. he was, but like, all right, fine. It's not a who. It's a huh. Huh? Yeah, Ethan shouldn't have made it this far. Spencer shouldn't have made it this far. No. Spencer, you know, showed a little bit of something when Gabby took the, the, the fellas to the dominatrix date kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Spencer was getting into it. You know, he was being funny, goofy, you know, pretending to be whipped, mm-hmm. allowing whipped cream to be rubbed onto his chest. Yeah, he did do a good job participating in the contrived sexy activity that they planned for him. Beyond that, I have nothing positive to say about Spence. Spence just gets a participation a participation trophy for just being in the Bachelorettes this season. Yeah, go back to grad school, man. Yeah, you get <laughs> that, to go back to grad school, focus on your craft. Yep, go back to TAing. <laughs> go go back to like reading a kid's paper about Gaddafi and being like, eh, this was kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah, go back to being really unsure about, like, the situation you're in and why you're walking around on a yeah. college campus. Oh, yeah, man. Go go back to being, you know, really uncomfortable with all the young people hanging out and having a blast around you and you looking a million years old to them. Because I promise you, you know, grad students, grad students do not belong in the world of reality television, you know? Yeah. Now he has to do homework, man. Oh, he goes dude. from visiting Amsterdam to doing papers. Ah, oh, that sucks. That sucks so bad that like Gabby's Gabby's team was so desolate. It was like a little bit of drama whether she would keep around homework guy or not. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Gabby's like thirty one and was considering like being proposed to by a guy who's like, Yeah, my best option is grad school. <laughs> <laughs> not that grad school isn't a great option. It's just not like a Wow, you're settling down with the Bachelorette after walking out of Fulton 511. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally, dude, he comes back from the Bachelorette, and he's still, like, doing school. You know, he's still working on shit. He's he's got a research project that he's doing. I haven't gotten all the education that I need to, former Denver Broncos cheerleader. Yeah, what, dude? So, I mean, this was already out there for us to learn about, but I did learn about it tonight. Gabby is a former Denver Broncos cheerleader, maybe even present Denver Broncos cheerleader, in addition to being an ICU nurse, bro. Team Gabby, let's ride. Uh, I don't want to ride with Team Gabby. I'm yeah. pulling I'm pulling for Jason just because I don't I don't like Johnny and I don't like Eric. Dude, Johnny's family, I feel like, is just going to be supremely weird. Who taught him how to like talk and act that way? Who is he replicating? Johnny, will you accept this rose? You know I will. <laughs> that's what, for the audience, that's what Johnny says. Everybody else, you know, you have to choose your words very carefully on The Bachelor in these moments and The Bachelorettes. Um, everybody says, will you accept this rose? Uh, their response is like 100%, yes, I will. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. And Johnny just goes, you know I will. <laughs> It's like, Did, didn't Zach drop a funny one where he like his thing? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Zach and his stupid Andrew Luck voice. Uh, he was like, "I'd be so happy to." <laughs> he said something that didn't make sense of what Rachel said. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'd be the happiest man in the world. <laughs> 
I'd be the happiest tech executive. <laughs> Dude, we got some great Zach moments this episode. This yeah. was a stink. You know, we should talk about Nate first. Nate was the actual. That was the actual story from the beginning of this episode. Yeah, so Gabby gives Nate the one-on-one date, and everybody's pissed because, wow, Gabby's doing so well with Nate. They have this connection. They were already in both a hot tub and a helicopter together. Yeah, man. In Bachelor in Bachelor World, that is basically, you've punched your ticket to the Super Bowl. Something crazy's got to go down for you to not go... For you to not go the distance here, you know? Yeah, hot tub and talking and kissing is like second base in The Bachelorettes, right? right. Well, I think the other telltale sign is how often a normal group date would be going on and Gabby and Nate would just kind of steal off to the side. It would be like, oh, instead of the fish slap date, Gabby and Nate are going to go hang out in this little area or Gabby and Nate are going to go hang out in the corner of the boxing match like did you do you even remember nate doing the boxing thing because i think he might have just buoyed up gabby during that yeah nate was just nate's on a different tier he doesn't need to be fighting for gabby at that point you know right he is just you know he had basically not missed a single beat this entire trip and when he got this one-on-one i was like boom this is the coronation it's happening here He's basically dating Gabby already. We said he's been dating Gabby, you know? And Gabby instead just kind of has this, like, soft cry moment with him and says, I'm not ready to be a mom. I don't want to be a bad mom. And I don't think I can bring you along any further. And that was it. The best guy this entire season just out the window. We lost a few blue bloods tonight. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I think, you know, Nate obviously took it very well. Um, Remarkably well. He said all the right things. Like Gabby said, literally Gabby said, it's not you, it's me. And mm -hmm. Nate just like fighting back tears or I guess pretending to maybe. I I don't know. No, he he definitely fell for her, man. It's not you. It's not you. Yeah. And it's just like, I guess when watching that type of scene on this type of show, even with like the realist connection, it's like, Ah, uh, these moments are better when they're scripted and on television. Like right. this, this is just awkward. I like more so when shit goes down in real life versus like sad kind of TV breakup where it's like nothing is really said perfectly. Yeah, man. I mean, this highlighted the the amount to which real people aren't good at talking. You know, because it's clear that the emotions were real on. Very much, obviously, the Gabby side and probably the Nate side, too. It felt like it. And, you know, she, Gabby, you know, when the clay shit went down, Gabby had all the words. Like, she she had everything that she wanted to say locked in. She was perfectly eloquent, didn't have any trouble getting that out. This, she was blubbering. She, she, she couldn't get the words out, you know? She was crying a river over this guy. Yeah, and, like, this is... That's where, you know, people who say the show's, like, all fake, like, you know, some of it is real. Gabby isn't, like, a classically trained actress who could just sob like, like... Yeah, no. You know, obviously, they're put under a lot of stress and given a lot of Chardonnay. Right. But... No, this was broad daylight, though. The middle of the day in a new country. This yeah. was Gabby with a cup of coffee in her, sobbing, having to break up with a TV boyfriend. Oh, dude. And, like, I think Nate literally used the words, she broke my heart. 
it it was a it was the realest moment I've seen on two seasons of The Bachelor, in my opinion. Cole, I have a question for you. Yep. Is Nate milking the whole daughter thing? And if he was, what would that look like? Like, you know. It's a good point. Um, Why is he, you know, obviously he has a daughter. Yes. That's a big deal. You know what? If you have a daughter, you have to milk the daughter thing. Because if you don't, that is a brutal surprise. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You, you have you to have be to, so out You have to say it. daughter a lot because you are responsible for a little kid. And if you bring someone in who's not down and who doesn't really want to be a mom, you're doing the kid a disservice. Yeah, and I guess I am a big fan of Jason Tatum. And, like, you know, you could levy the same criticism at him where he's, you know, got Deuce courtside for all of his games, Dude. constantly posting Deuce everywhere. Dude, maybe we're, maybe we're just fans of some sick single dads. Yeah. You know? Some single chill guy dads. Now, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be doing my job as a Big J journalist, capital J, if I didn't report on, uh, you know, I'm going to keep it light because, again, Nate won me over this episode. This was a sweet Nate moment, and I don't really want to wreck his exit. Um, some reporter named Reality Steve did uh, did say something on Twitter about, uh, you know, someone in Nate's past saying that he had dated two women in two different cities at the same time. Um, one of them over a year. Unclear exactly what the timelines are, but... Um, Neither one of them is the kid's mom, and I think one of them wasn't even aware of the kid. So, um, you know, I, I don't have any real comment on this because I'm kind of pissed that I even heard about it. But, um, you know, Nate clearly acquitted himself well in this episode. And, um, you know, whether whether legit or not, I think people can change, and Nate definitely showed the capacity to be a sweet and gentle guy. So, um yeah, complicated guy and a pretty brutal exit for me. Any yeah. comments, August? No, you know, Rip Nate, um, obviously one of the better dudes, one of the more interesting dudes because of how much he just crushed it with Gabby. I mean, he was like, it's like starting off a season like 12-0. and 0. It's like, wow, this is, all right, now we have to talk about it. Like, yeah. do we even need to meet the other guy's families? Like, Gabby's all over Nate. He just had this one fatal flop of having a daughter and uh you know i think good for gabby for recognizing that like hey i'm only 31 <laughs> i just still really want to have fun uh and i'm not ready to be a mother yet you know i know there's a lot of a lot of mother baggage for her so i think so all in much. all like surprising scene in a good way of the bachelor where it's not milked for drama and um yeah, sad to see Nate go, especially given what happened with Logan. What was once once a stacked Gabby field of fellas is now just three pretty uh, two normal guys and one Johnny. Yeah, man. Uh we're now in the we're now in the Johnny might be the best for content uh, days of the Gabby team. We, oh, dude, I loved her side so much, and. Um, you know, her getting... I remember when she first got Logan, it almost felt unfair. It felt like a super team. Because she, she at that point, was rocking with... Was Quincy still around? Mario was definitely still around. 
She had some absolute hard hitters on her team. I just, I don't know where it all went wrong. I got a question for you. Do you think the producers kind of fumbled the bag by, you know, because again, all the feelings are real, but I think the conversations can be pumped a little bit. Do you think that the producers kind of fumbled the bag by telling Gabby, hey, you should let Nate know before the hometowns whether or not he should, you know, whether or not you're serious about being a mom? Because I think meeting the kid might have actually helped Gabby decide this one. Oh, but that would have been freaking brutal. I bet that is so heartbreaking. I bet that's what the producers wanted. Yeah. Is for her to meet the daughter and then have this like mega cry breakup like that would have been even more impactful like oh man reality tv is so evil that you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah totally totally and i think um you know that's definitely a variable going into hometown is whether or not Nate's going to be there i wouldn't be shocked i i don't know about these things but i wouldn't be shocked if gabby kind of like knows the ins and outs of the show and is like she can break up with one of these guys and call her own shots. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's what she did here because she saw that coming. And it's like, I don't even want to get in a situation where I'm going to meet this guy's daughter if yeah. I'm not feeling the whole mom thing. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's just the connection with Nate seeing these three guys right now, it was so obvious that it was stronger. And I get that motherhood is a whole other thing than dating someone, obviously. But, man, the fact that now she's going to get proposed to by, you know, Erich or Johnny. I know Gabby's not ready to be a mother, um, but are we sure we could see Johnny as, like, somebody's father? Absolutely not. This is my dad, Johnny. He wears corduroy jackets (laughs) only. I miss me. (laughs) Son, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Dad, you coming to my parent-teacher conference this week? Of course. Of course. You know I will. You know I will. Johnny is such a weirdo, dude. I, I'm not prepared to see, like, brother Johnny. Like, I just, uh, I need to see him act like a human being. Yeah. Guys, this is, I mean, we're starved for content because Johnny's all we have now. Yeah, man. Oh, we, can we talk a little bit about uh, is was it uh, Johnny and um, Logan's conversation? Oh my God! Yeah, this was. What were they talking? Oh, they were talking this about was Nate right before the Nate breakup. So, like, basically, the most real scene was immediately preceded by the most fake contrived uh, producer conversation I've ever seen. This was so bad. Yeah, so basically they were you know, kind of forced by the producers, you'd have to think, to talk about Nate <laughs> and what they think's going on with Nate now that Gabby is taking him on a date. Like, do we think that Nate uh, and Gabby are ready to go to the next level and that Gabby's ready to be a mom? And they sort of have to talk about this in Bachelor speak, which is like, Logan's like, yeah, you know, uh, they have a great connection, but... Is she ready to take the next step? I don't know about that. It's like... <laughs> yeah, and then Johnny comes back and says, Yeah, you know, we've seen Gabby and Nate have such a strong connection, but is she ready to be a mother? I don't know. That's just sort of a big step for her, I would have <laughs> to imagine. And 
You know, I care about her so much that it's tough for me to see her going through something like that. Of course, Gabby means a lot to all of us, but it's clear that she has a lot of soul searching to do before she makes this decision. And they went back and forth like this for about five, like five, <laughs> five television minutes. It felt so unnatural. It was bizarre. This was filmed in February. They were talking about the NFL draft when the producers interrupted <laughs> them to force them to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, man. No, these guys were absolutely like, all right, Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. You know, if you're the Steelers at 20, you go Kenny Pickett, hometown kid, or Matt Corral, RPO guy. Probably Pickett. <laughs> I saw that play where he fake slid on SportsCenter, and I'm going to pick Pickett. Yeah, yeah, too bad they're not letting him do that anymore. Does my Logan sound at all like Keanu Reeves? I feel like I was kind of... point break? Or just Keanu anytime? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you kind of do have the Keanu thing going. Uh, kind of neither, but uh, I digress. Um, I think, you know what that conversation reminded me of was the Clayton absolutely disingenuous, yeah, I'm just really, you know, in love with you and the connection that we share has been so meaningful and, um, <laughs> you know, that kind of breathy, like, bullshit, like, talking like a robot thing you used to do. Family's like really important to me. I, I'm waiting for somebody on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette to be like, yeah, I like my family. I don't really care that much about the concept <laughs> of families. It's not very important to me. Yeah, man. Just once, Gabby or Rachel should go, no shit. Oh, wow. Family's important to you? Wow. That's crazy, bro. That's fucking nuts. Cool, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to say, Ethan? <laughs> Man, the producers gave Ethan like 15 seconds of his little sit down. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think he had had a kiss on camera before. But, um, man, they did Ethan so dirty. It was so obvious that Ethan was going out this week. Very dispassionate kisses from Rachel to Ethan. Yeah, I mean, you realize how bad you have to fuck up to get a dispassionate kiss from Rachel? That's true. That's like, I, I didn't even know that was possible. Mm-hmm. Rachel, you know, we kind of joked about this while we were watching, but, you know, and again, we're we're a pro-Rachel podcast. We want nothing but the best for this lady, okay? And we, I actually admire the job that she's done on this show, but it's pretty easy to crush with Rachel. Yeah. It just is. You don't have to do that much. Yeah, like, it's kind of like people will criticize Rachel for being one-dimensional and that she just straddles guys when they come to greet her and makes out with them a bunch. It's like watching James Harden. It's like, yeah, but there he's pretty fucking good at it, you right. know? Yeah, man. Step back three, I mean, a lot of those do go in. You know, I think Rachel asks of her guys what James Harden asks of, like, a forward, where it's like, oh, man, you just got to be Trevor Ariza. You just got to come out, hit four threes, and your night's pretty much over. <laughs> Tino, stay in the corner and wait for me to dish to you. Yes. Don't freak out. <laughs> Don't rub more oil on your forehead and freak out about not getting a rose. Right. And, you know, absolute best-case scenario, if you want to be a different type of Rachel guy, you know, you could be like, um, you could be Zach and be kind of like a Clint Capella where it's like, oh shit, you added a new dimension to a Rachel date where it's like, 
not only are you kind of jokey, but you're also very sincere and kiss a whole bunch in public, you know? Yeah. Cole, I'm not going to lie to you. My enthusiasm about the season, I feel like, was at an all-time high. Uh, like last week, was catching up on some episodes. Mm-hmm. Took a week-long um, you know, mental health break from this podcast. It's so important. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was at an all-time high. I was so ready to come in here and talk. And now with Nate and Logan gone after and Logan gone for COVID, yeah. for co- we can't get around COVID. The fucking NBA got around COVID with like twelve teams. Yes, dude. Honestly, fucking Logan. So like more than that, it, it was like sixteen teams, right? Yeah, man. The NBA. I mean, you realize that the Bachelor is happening on a boat. They're in a bubble. It's two years later, like. <laughs> Logan was so, oh man, I, you know. And it had to happen to Logan. It couldn't have just been like, oh shit, we lost uh, Ethan. Oh no. Oh no, Erich, you're gone now because of coronavirus. No, it was the coolest fucking guy of the whole season. That would have been hilarious if it happened to Meatball, and Meatball is <laughs> then the all-time, like, the what could have happened? Dude, Meatball going down with COVID would have been like a Len Bias thing for me. Or like the, uh, who's the dad Sabonis? Oh, Arvidas Sabonis. It's like, man, if he, you know, if he was there the whole time. Oh my God, dude. I mean, I, I kind of will die on that hill that the greatest passing center of all time, you know, played at like, what, four years in the NBA? Yeah, and he was like 40 years old, right? Yeah, dude. And fucking like, oh man. Now, Meatball, Meatball went, Meatball went on his own terms, you know? He tattled, then he repented for tattling, and then he put on glasses and he got sent to fucking, you know, go home. This is like the one time in the show, I haven't really done this yet, where I kind of have to go on, like, Bachelorette Twitter and whatever just to see if other people are as upset at Logan's departure as I am. Dude, I bet... I'm not a member of Bachelor Twitter, and uh, their subreddit was kind of confusing to me. They seem to only talk about people who were on it before. But um, I think I want to go on just to see if they're more sad about Logan or Nate. Because I think we're in agreement that the Logan exit was sweet, but we miss... Or sorry, the, the Nate exit was sweet, but we miss Logan more. Yeah, I mean, just Gabby having to explain to Johnny Jr., Johnny the second. Oh, my God. Johnny Longhair the second. Yeah. And uh, just being like, how'd you meet Dad? It's like, uh, well, you know. There was this, like, really cooler version of your dad that got coronavirus. And I hadn't even really hung out with your dad yet. So uh, he uh, ended up being my husband. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that other guy who got COVID made my best friend and co-bachelorette cry. And I still wanted to continue dating him (laughs) because I saw a connection. But Jesse Palmer thinks COVID is sufficient to send him off the boat. Dude, Jesse's on the hot seat. Yeah, I think this was Jesse's decision. (laughs) What the fuck, Jesse? Yeah, man. I think Jesse's being a little too liberal for my taste. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Jesse is just, you know, he's he's pushing all of this hysteria. Mm Mm-hmm. God. I think I, I got nothing else to say, man. I'm disappointed. 
I hope we get good content out of these three boys. I'm more invested in Gabby's storyline personally because I just feel like I connect with her more. Yeah, because Rachel doesn't do that much. <laughs> Rachel does like two things. And honestly, I don't want to say all she does is cry and make out. But, but... man, <laughs> you got to start doing some other things. No, she talked about therapy this week. That was new. Yeah, but the, like that was also I feel like that was more so Gabby's thing. Obviously, they both can value therapy, but <laughs> <laughs> like Gabby has all of this like legit, you know, trauma of her mom like not accepting her and True. all of that. But you know, I guess Rachel likes therapy too, and all the guys like therapy. Everybody's the same person. <laughs> I'm gonna twenty twenty two. Everybody's the same person, dude. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't think that Tino, the general contractor, does therapy. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Dude, he, he reacted, might need it, dude. He reacted so poorly to that situation earlier. I think I would recommend him some therapy, but at the same time, I kind of like the the extra sizzle that comes from him doing no therapy whatsoever. You know what I'd recommend him more than therapy? Well, a little dermatology. <laughs> Maybe uh, decrease the oil on your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, wet forehead Tino. Dude. Slippery Tino. Slipping, slipping Tinny. <laughs> Slipping tinny, dude. Yeah. Get off the screen. <laughs> I can't even do it, man. Please end the podcast, Cole. Please. This has been Lower Boys. Oh. I'm Cole. I'm in distress. I miss you, Logan. I miss you, Logan. Thank you, Thank Logan. Thank you, Logan. <laughs>